Hello, Wigs and Snatchettes, and welcome back to another season of the You Get Snatched podcast. Um, you're here with your host, uh, Ewart, and we have the lovely Latoya. Of course. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. And we just want to kick off and say thank you so much for everyone who's followed the Snatch podcast so far. For um, new listeners or new wigs and Snapchats, um, if you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us um, on our socials. So Snatch Up Podcast on Instagram. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and also Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, enjoy. Um, for any new listeners um, uh, for this season um, and for our following, sorry, our remaining, our remaining, remaining. I can't even speak. <laughs> remaining our previous listeners, we want to welcome you um, to season three, uh, Noir, Black and Back Again. So the reasons why, did I say that right? Noir. 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 Yeah. Okay. Anyone <laughs> who wants to jump in and correct us, feel free to do so. But yes, I just want to give you a little bit of context as to the reasons why we wanted to do um, this season. Um, so I think the previous seasons that we've done on Snatched has been more around our experience in terms of relationships. Season one was about growing pains. Season two was about relationships. And we were looking at um, some high profile celebrities. So that was, I'm not a celebrity. Uh, get me out of here. Um, and this season, as I said, the, I'm going to say the title again, Noir, Black and Back Again, <laughs> is really focusing on uh, the Black experience. I think we can all appreciate that 2020 was a heavy year for mm. everybody around the world. We had the COVID pandemic. We had obviously the death of George Floyd and others in America. So that really sparked big conversations um, around race. So uh, we thought it would be great to yeah, start off and do a season that's really focusing on our the, on the black experience, whether that is in the workplace and society with family, um, because we think that it's important to bring light to it. I know that there has, and we both are aware that there's been quite a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. and this is not going to be the only podcast that is talking about that. We, you guys, might feel that we're a little bit late to the party, just because <laughs> there has been quite a lot of podcasts yeah. that's been focusing on that. But I feel, and Latoya, please feel free to jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. Oh. But I feel that for me. I needed to connect with what has been going on in the media and what my contribution and my role is to the black community in society before I explored this topic. So for me, I'm glad that I have waited until now to then have the conversation. So that's just a, the reason, my reasons and mm-hmm. Latoya, feel free to jump in and add your bits. Like for you, like what does this, what does this season mean for you? Totally. I'm 100% in agreement. I just think sometimes people can speak or tweet or gram without really thinking about what that situation or that um, experience truly means to them. And Mm -hmm. you can do a lot of virtue signaling that actually is meaningless a year later, a.k.a. black squares. Um, It doesn't make any change. We will. Um, But I, like yourself, I do like to reflect on it and think about how that that situation or just that whole notion of 2020 and what happened has really affected me now, even into 2021 and beyond. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do think that this series, it might not be everyone's cup of tea. We might ruffle a few feathers. You might feel uncomfortable, but I think if you're black, white, Asian, whatever, yellow with pink spots, I think it's really important to, to take something away from this these episodes and have those conversations with your black friends and 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 maybe they might not be like that black people are not a monolith we don't all go through the same thing but Mm -hmm. 
you can spark conversations about race and feel comfortable to talk about it actually. Um, and you might not even realize that what your black friends are going through. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just really hope that people can take something away from this and we're always, always going to bring a little bit of banter. We of always course. do. Of course, uh, of course, of course. <laughs> this is true to our experience. So I really yeah. hope people take something away from it. Awesome. So the title of this episode is um, called "It's called Blood, Water and Everything in Between. And it's looking at relationships in general. So the relationships that you have with yourself, your family, others, and actually partners as well. Um, so we're going to jump straight into uh, looking at relationships with partners that mm-hmm. you have. Um, so and we know, you know, relationships are great that you have with partners, but absolutely it can add an uh, added layer of complexity uh, when there are different cultures, different age brackets, uh, different experiences. Um, So, yeah, we thought it would be great to just kind of jump into uh, this topic. So um, I'm going to kick it off. So, Latoya, I mean, give us a little bit of context around, you know, is there any, um, has there been any relationships Mm -hmm. um, that you've been in in the past Mm -hmm. that has really um, uh, elevated uh, how your, your blackness and how you feel as a black woman, but then equally, potentially devalued like your identity Mm. um because I have experienced I have experienced that um in the past and I just wanted to find out like from your perspective yeah has there been any relationships or could you share any insights of you know when you felt that you have been elevated but then equally devalued it's quite a big it's a big question it's a big question I know it's a big question but yeah if you wanted to share with us that would be awesome um I don't think in any relationships I've ever felt devalued as a black woman, to be honest, but that's to say, because I, I, as an, before consciously, consciously going into a relationship, I've been aware of my blackness. So I've been Mm. aware that I don't want to go into a situation where someone's going to make me feel worse than how I already feel. That sounds awful. Like I feel bad about being black, but in terms of like how society views me, so I've mm-hmm. never been in a situation where I felt devalued as a as a black woman. Um, I think I've been in circumstances which I think we'll explore later on in terms of like when you're trying to date or you're trying mm-hmm. to see what's out there, where I've been a bit like, oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm a woman too. Like, why don't you find me attractive? Oh, it's because I'm black. Um, Mm. And that's come up um, when I've been trying to seek relationships. But I think when I've settled into relationships, previous and current, I haven't felt like me being black or, you know, my ghetto self, quote unquote, from South London, whatever. I don't feel that's ever been made, that's ever made me feel like, I'm less yeah. than, but that's my experience. And I know that's not the same for all black women. Um, mm. But I feel like even with my female friends, they can correct me. I don't feel like I've ever heard them say that they feel less valued in the current relationships they're in that because they're black. So I think, mm. I, I think it's, I think you have an inkling when you go into a relationship sometimes of what the other person's viewpoint is racially. I don't think, I don't think a racist can hide it that well. I'm sorry. There'll Mm. be, there'll be little clues, I think. Um, And once you enter into the relationship, when those red flags are coming up time and time again, I think that that sometimes, and if your self-esteem is low, you won't leave. 
Mm. But if you do value your blackness or you have other people around you uplifting your blackness, if you see positive black women in your relation, um, in your families, you see you have positive black friends, positive black role models, I think you're less likely to stay in that sticky situation where someone's going to mm. make you feel bad. So personally speaking, I haven't felt devalued because of my blackness, but I, in the quest to find love, I have, I have felt that way, mm. which is mm. quite sad, really. No, but you know what? It's, 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 I hear you. Mm. Um, and I think it's quite raw. Thank you again for, right. for sharing. I think that for me, I, and I know I said that, you know, how do you, have I been elevated and devalued? I, I agree when you tell me so in the quest of, in the quest to find love, I've potentially found myself in situations where I have been a fetish. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm not necessarily, I'm, well, I've been dating guys, not necessarily guys I've got into a relationship with, but mm-hmm. I've been dating guys and I've been, my blackness has been a fetish. I don't necessarily think that they've been very interested in learning about my culture, my experience. It's almost, okay, I've blacked myself a black man. Mm. Um, and, you know, is it true what they say about black men? Um, all that jazz, you know, it's just like, oh Yuck. God, you're just so tragic, whatever. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, on my quest to find love, what, or equally get my leg over at the same time. Um, I think, you know, listen, you know me. Um, I think, yeah, that has been, I've been more of a fetish, which I think definitely had devalued like how I have felt. Mm. Um, and I know we'll get into kind of like, you know, from previous experiences, like, um, when you're a child actually and when you know when you've been potentially where I've been bullied at school like mm-hmm. because of the color of my skin or because of my facial features um you've gone from one extreme to the to the next when I was started to be introduced to kind of boys yeah yeah so so I think yeah from that perspective I think um from an elevation perspective I think from you know what you're maybe I think over like in my 20s I kind of learned to appreciate and I am still learning to appreciate, like, my blackness. Well, I was going to ask you, like, how has race impacted decisions you've made going forward in rela- into relationships? So mm. sometimes what happens, and I'm speaking from my experience as a black woman, and I definitely note it more as I've gotten older, that the, obviously the celebration of black love, which is wonderful, and seeing more positive examples of black relationships, black families, in the media, in celebrity relationships, which I think is really important mm. um, because obviously we don't want to devalue our community and the structure of relationship when we know mm-hmm. historically, especially with slavery, um, you know, the black home was broken. So it's really yeah. important to to see those images in society. But mm-hmm. have you ever found that you've not pursued something or you've had mm-hmm. second thoughts about something simply because of the other person, the color of their skin, whether it's black, it's white, they're mixed, they're Asian, they're, you know, I don't know, Hawaiian. What what has mm-hmm. what has has any of that ever stopped you from going forward into a relationship or pursuing something? I think when I was, yeah, I think when I was single on the scene, etc., mm. I don't necessarily I do like to think that I'm like, you know what, I date every single culture, every single colour, it doesn't really bother yeah. me. I think it's about men is men in it. So it's yeah. just, it is. all the same. I do, I, I do feel that it has stopped me. Let's say if I've been out in the club or I've been out in a bar, mm-hmm. and it stopped me from approaching guys mm. because I'm aware that I am not the default. Okay. Right? So I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not a white male. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh God, like, do I go up? They might not necessarily 
find me attractive because I'm black. Mm. They probably just do white guys or, mm. yeah, they just do white guys. So, you know what, let me just hold fire and step back. So yeah. I really go out and approach. I've never done it in the before, but in the past. <laughs> I don't go out and approach guys. When I was single, I never used to approach guys. Guys used to approach me. We love to see it. I mean, but, then, <laughs> but therefore as well, I think sometimes I'm like, okay, he's making eyes at me. I'm not really too sure. I'm a bit awkward when it comes to the initial mm. kind of like, you know what I mean? But then like, I was like, is he, why is he not coming up to me? And truth, I've got like a resting bitch face in it. So in my yeah. head, I'm like, keep smiling because you don't want to come across as the aggressive black man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think it's definitely, I think, yeah, absolutely. The color of my skin has all the color of the individuals, the opposite person's skin has a part to play. Not because I'm not attracted to the individual, but I think I'm aware of my, my, the color of my skin. So they might not necessarily find me attractive. And who wants to be rejected? Do you know what I mean? Like on the color of your skin. So I think that's how it's definitely kind of played out. But it hasn't stopped me in being in relationships because mm-hmm. of the person's, uh, the color of the, their skin. Yeah. Did that answer your question? No, it did. It did. I definitely, it definitely resonates with me. When I'm thinking about, mm. I think more when I was younger, I, there was a, at a point where I just stopped giving a shit. Um, but I think definitely when I was younger, like in my, like from 18, I'd say from 18 to about 25, I definitely mm. felt like I, if someone from the opposite race or someone who's white or, yeah, let's say someone who's white or Indian or Chinese yeah. or whatever, if they, if they were making googly eyes or whatever, I'd just be like, but you're not black. That was my mindset. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you're not black. Because I grew up, I went to a predominantly black secondary school. Yeah. When I went to college, um, there were obviously, like, it was in Lewisham. So there was um, white people, there was black people, but I still predominantly hung around with black Mm. people. Um, I Mm. had a few white friends and I was probably one of the very few people in my group of friends who had white friends. Um, Mm. Some were like white male friends. And Mm. uh, I was thinking back, like, I was like, oh yeah, like, oh, did that person possibly fancy me when I was in college? But I would never have thought that they did because Mm -hmm. they were white. That sounds so Mm -hmm. nuts, right? Because Mm -hmm. like, I remember making up this whole thing with um, Morgan, shout out Morgan. I don't think he listens to this podcast and he's not active on social media, so he's not going to know. If anyone knows Morgan, I love Morgan. He's like my, 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 (laughs) my OG. But Morgan, all my college people know about Morgan. Morgan was a, a skateboarding white male in my art class who I I like I just thought he was so cute I'm not gonna lie I thought he was so so cute but also he was so nice and he just didn't care Mm. he was skateboarding up around this this college um and we just used to chat in art and I just thought he was actually really cute and we just used to play around and pretend like not we were going out but we just pretend to be like flirty or whatever it was just like a joke but even testing out that water you could probably even think I, I just thought to myself, maybe I cared too much. Like, oh, what would my black female friends think if I did go out with a white boy in college? Which is mm. stupidity because as, as mm. an older woman now, I don't actually care. But at mm. that time, I think it, I felt like, and that was what, early 2000s, I feel like interracial, interracial, interracial relationships, especially where the woman is black and the gentleman is of another ethnicity or another race, it was more frowned upon. It was more of yeah. like a, oh, but you're in college, you should hang with the black people or you're in college, mm. you should hang. It was really, I felt that that college, as much as I really enjoyed it, people might disagree with me. It was really segregated. People did mm. talk to each other, but it was really split. So in terms of like, if you saw a black girl, and I, I think there were a few black girls going out with white guys, it was like, wow, wow, okay, 
wow, yeah. you're really you're really crossing lines here. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely was really hesitant about the idea, and I would always. I don't know, dull my own shine to think, why would they fancy me? Definitely not. Mm. Like I just fancy. And I, and at the time, predominantly I did fancy mostly only black guys um, or mixed mm. race guys or uh, maybe other slightly exotical, but black guys were my preference, despite what some yeah. friends might say. Um, just cause I like Jamie, <laughs> Jamie from EastEnders. All right. I, like, I mean, Latoya, you like others as well. I like, like others too, but. But. That was my preference. That's what I thought I would marry and have children with, etc. At that point in time, so mm. I definitely think it probably there's probably a few people that oh they might have slipped out of like my my my, yeah. my, my net because I didn't I just didn't really think about it. If I'm quite honest with you, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just I just it's always interesting to see because it's, it's when you reflect back, you think oh yeah, yeah like whatever. But anyway experience it's interesting that you say but, I, but yeah and again, again also experiences just to add yeah. on to what you're saying it's interesting you talk about preferences because yeah. i think some of my boys will tell me to say i've got a preference right oh. so my, my, my preference is small white or mixed raised oh and that's that's not like fair i think the majority of um my uh boyfriends yeah. have been of smaller stature <laughs> white or mixed raised right? <laughs> um i have dated black men Okay. And I have had a black boyfriend as well. Mm. Um, that was, yeah, that that wasn't a great experience for me at the time. Okay. Um, and what's interesting is that he was my first mm-hmm. and only fully black boyfriend. Mm. I've been dating or we've been, you know, got introduced to boyfriends at the age of 16. I'm 33 now, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's been my, yeah, my first and only black boyfriend in my life. And that experience, the relationship with him was a mess. Like mm. he was, and I think I've mentioned this in previous um, episodes. Um, so previous seasons, I should say, he, for me, was super manipulative, um, mentally abusive. Like he fucked me up. Like, mm. you know, literally stripped me away for like nine months where I didn't, I didn't even know who the fuck I was mm. anymore. Um, and that really impacted me. Like I remember going into work every weekend crying in the sort room just because we would had, we had an argument human and it's almost like he I, I felt that I couldn't get out of the relationship like it's nuts how I thought I couldn't do anything without him mm. and that's not me at all so it's quite interesting and this is where I must have been what 19 no, I think it was about 20 about 2021 20, mm-hmm. uh, 2021 and because I had such a bad experience and I had to build myself back up again it's made me think the experience that I had with him mm-hmm. did that impact me in the future, so throughout my 20s, actually getting into a relationship with a black guy. Mm. Because did I did I look at, at, at black men and be like, okay, it reminds me, too, it's too close to home. It reminds me of Aaron. Like from a sub, yeah. from an unconscious perspective, yeah. I was like, oh shit, did that stop me from getting into relationships with black men? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Don't know the answer. But yeah, that's something that kind of came yeah. to mind. And I was just like mad, like... Is that the reasons why that I go for other <laughs> slight other yeah other. equal ops equal, equal ops. ops? Sorry, go I ahead. think there is an unconscious. I think we can have an unconscious bias um, mm-hmm. against black men. I have never had a long term relationship with a black man, and I'm mm. thirty five, um, mm. which is not necessarily by choice. Like mm. I think sometimes people think 
you're doing it on purpose. You, you're purposely not dating black men. I have had like massive crushes on black guys, got into yeah. talking stages, etc. But I've often found it really difficult. And this is my experience. Um, I'm sure someone's going to tell me I'm not trying hard enough or whatever. But then I look at some of the single women that I know in my age bracket who are struggling too. So let me, let's not go there please not today but I think I really struggled with taking it from the dating because they'd have all the things on paper that I like quirky and I like people who are a little bit quirky a little bit different so Mm -hmm. we'd be dating be talking and it just would have never progressed further Mm. um which I I could never really understand why it would never progress further it just Mm. wouldn't go into a relationship and I I mean, we'll talk about it later on in terms of like online dating, but I think I did really, I feel like I made a massive effort and all I wanted to meet at that point in time, because I want to be clear, I'm happy where I am right now. But what I want to do my point in that point of time was like a black British guy like me, grew up in London, like South London or whatever, listened to grime, like wants to go Ibiza together. Do you know what I mean? Like... Love it. Not Grand Canaria. Not Grand Canaria. <laughs> um, but what's going to be for together? Wants to go to Jamaica on a little holiday, you know, wants to come back to Ghana and visit my family. We'll do it. I, that was in my mind what was mm. what was I was looking for. And mm. I, I guess maybe stupidly, stupidly, you have your tick list and you're trying to meet someone. And I was really struggling. Like I was really mm. struggling. I was going out with people and uh, with friends and um, again, I'll talk about this a bit later on, but socializing. And I often felt really ugly and I really felt like black guys didn't go for me. And I really struggled. And when I say black guys, I'm not talking about, there's guys that are from, you know, we call people who them freshies from yard, whatever. They're not from the UK. So I have no problem, and I'm, I'm not to my own horn, hit, horn here. I have absolutely no problem yeah. attracting guys, black guys who are not from this country. None. None. Find me an African man straight from Africa, Ghana, Niger- no issue. They'll come and they'll talk to me and it's no problem. I have no issues attracting. I've attracted men from Jamaica, fresh from Jamaica. No yeah. issue. No problem. <laughs> but... For me, I've always looked for the commonality that we're black. The black British experience is is very different to the black Ghanaian experience and the black Jamaican experience. Even the black American experience is very different. So for me, I always knew that I wanted someone who's gone through the black British experience together. So you can talk about things, you can reference things. And it just wasn't happening. I couldn't meet. I couldn't meet a black British guy and I was struggling. Not, And I just was like, what am I going to do here? Um, you talked about unconscious bias as well and I just wanted to I've touched on it on our little notes here but about black male role role models yeah and for me I didn't have a dad growing up my dad is not Mm. is not present in my life so and in terms of black male positive role models there wasn't a lot there are a few but there wasn't a lot of black positive role models so in terms of seeing what black love looked like within my own family it was actually quite difficult to to find but I knew that I wanted it in some way because I was like Mm -hmm. But that's all I've got black cousins, I've got black, you know, family members and black relationships. So that's what I, I'm trying to emulate here. Mm. But I think not having black uh role models, especially having a black Ghanaian dad, because maybe if I had a black Ghanaian dad, my dad was there and present, I wouldn't have an issue dating like a Ghanaian guy fresh from Ghana. Because I'm so mm. I'm in that experience. But because I didn't have mm. it, all I've got is my mum. 
Um, and obviously I have a stepdad. I have like other men in my life, but it's not the same. It's not your dad. And your dad mm-hmm. is your first love, you know? So you, that's who you, you, you look at either positively or negatively in terms of male um, experiences. And I think not having my dad there, um, whether it would be good or bad, it didn't help me because I, I, I didn't know what to look for in black men I just knew I wanted someone who's like black British and I'm like but maybe Latoya if you didn't go for that you might have actually opened up a bit more in terms of yeah you know my choices yeah yeah but that's something I'm not regretting that I'm just reflecting on that yeah no again like I second what you're saying and I agree I think yeah the the absent father does play a massive part in you know you, you growing up and uh, your maturity when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. 100% um so I definitely think yeah with my dad like my dad being absent I don't think I really knew to your point like what black love was mm-hmm. um and where those role models yeah I've got like you know aunties and uncles that have been married from the end of, of the test of time for the beginning <laughs> of time da, 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 and that's great but they're quite old school do you know what I mean whereas and I think I'd, because I didn't have yeah that active father figure in the household I didn't really understand you know okay what yeah what that looks like how to be in a relationship how Mm. to love what to look for in a relationship as well so I think that definitely affected me like when I was younger run up and down London like a crazy person just flinging (laughs) out my seed left right and center Mm. like that's not okay do you know what I mean well not not, not okay because everyone could just enjoy what they want to do like you know but I was very free-spirited I think that and actually like you know a lot of my my, my growing up was or my youth was going out Mm -hmm pick it up okay dated this person dated that person mm. at one point I was like dating a couple people like throughout the whole year like 10 people I was like is that is that all right I'm not too sure Living life. um but I think the reasons why I was doing that is because I was seeking some male um uh a strong male uh, figure mm. uh, to be in a relationship with because the relationship I had with my dad was very strained mm. or very or not there, yeah. if I'm honest, when I was younger. So again, 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the the lack of black male role models mm. definitely for sure impacted the way I saw relationships, mm-hmm. the way I handled or allowed things to happen from partners, yeah. from, I was going to mention his name, actually, fuck it, I don't care, from Aaron. Yeah, I mentioned you. What? Um, yeah, 100% <laughs> from him. Um, so yeah, no, 100%. Mm. Um, yeah, I definitely think that that has, uh, that has impacted uh, me. I'm definitely going to move on to the light touch of uh, colorism because I know we'll talk about it in other episodes. Oh, okay. But yeah. I'm just going to um, touch on that because in terms of dating and attractiveness, um, you know, I said I struggled with meeting black British guys, especially men my complexion, actually, if I'm being very honest. I didn't really have mm. an issue meeting lighter-skinned or mixed-race men. If I'm, I've never had that issue, actually. <laughs> but I've had yeah. an issue meeting men who are my complexion from this country. That's yeah. my experience. So do you think, like, the hue of your skin tone, again, colorism, mm-hmm. has an issue or has an impact on you meeting people? Because when I started raving at the ripe old age of 18 hitting these streets mum was like when are you gonna come home I'm like mum I'll see you when I see you I was <laughs> living my best life everyone yeah. remembers Latoya raving. Yeah. so anyway I started raving I had a, a core group of girls that I used to go out with um uh the kind of central person that kind of introduced me to raving she was like a mixed girl she was really fair her cousin was really fair loved them lovely mm. girls so it's not anything to do with them but they were slim they were petite and they were fair 
And mm-hmm. it was my first kind of experience going into raving and meeting guys. So I went to a girls' school. So yeah. and I wasn't a lesbian. So I'm not gonna meet anybody there. I went to college and college was a weird experience for me, but I did fancy like obviously black guys and it never went anywhere in college either. I don't think mm-hmm. I was forward enough, maybe. But then I started raving. And I'm with these girls, stunning girls, lovely, whatever. And we'd go like weekly, every other week, shout out to Zuba. Um, you know, obviously I had a couple <laughs> darts in girls too, we'd be rolling or whatever. And this is my experience. It might not necessarily be the same as theirs, but I definitely noticed that's the first time I really noticed that, okay, there's black guys here, but they don't want to talk to me. Like they're not interested they're interested mm. in my friends who are much lighter. And it's not like I wasn't aware of colorism when I was younger, but it was like the first time when you're going into the dating pool, like, oh shit, like, am I that bad? Like, okay, I'm not skinny. Mm. You know, I was like, some men like curves. I was never, I've never been a skinny person, but I wasn't fat. Like I was, I think I had a nice shape. <laughs> if I could go back to that shape, my God. Anyway, so I had a nice shape. I was slim. My weave was laid right, I think, looking back at the pictures. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I was like, huh? Like, mm. hold on. Like, and I can dance. Like, I mean, I could, I was shucking out. So, you know what? I just started raving. I just started to just dance the whole night. I was like, you know what? If I stand here thinking like, someone's going to come and talk to me or whatever. It's not just, it's not going to happen. And I remember I met someone, um, the dancer, people remember that. We just call him the dancer. Um, (laughs) He was like light skinned, I guess. He was a dancer in the club. Um, And we had our dancing, dance offs, flirtations, numbers was exchanged. Anyway, the one week I didn't go to the club, um, he snogged one of the, my friends. Oh. It was like like lighter skinned and stuff. And obviously they told like told me and stuff. And I was like, you know, like you're just it doesn't matter. It well, he wasn't my boyfriend. It wasn't anything. Mm. But it was like my self-worth just literally yeah. plummeted in like yeah. that those few seconds. Mm-hmm. not just because of the kissing you're not my man so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. mature enough to know you're not my boyfriend you can kiss whoever you want but it's like oh damn like I don't mm-hmm. I, I think I would have slightly preferred if you kissed someone the same complexion as me like if you've kissed mm-hmm. someone who's lighter mm-hmm. and you know that we kind of fancy each other and stuff and it's not going anywhere like not going anywhere but mm-hmm. that's you know we're gonna go hopefully go on a date or whatever that just made me feel so small and I think it just made me feel mm-hmm. like no matter what and that's not any sight to these girls because they're they're really lovely people. But it's, this is about myself. But it's just like no matter what I did, no matter unless I start bleaching my skin or you know get really skinny and slim and and my nose is slimmer or my lips are thinner or whatever, I'm never gonna. I, I just felt like at that point, I just what am I gonna do? Because it doesn't matter yeah. what I do. Like this is a black man who's like me loves to dance whatever and still it's still like he doesn't owe me anything he could have just kissed her because he wanted to kiss her but it's how I viewed myself as a black Mm -hmm. and a dark-skinned black woman Mm. um damn that was that was memory lane that took me down um (laughs) but yeah have you ever had that in terms of you talked about fetishes Fetishism in the yeah. in the homosexual community. So mm-hmm. 
do you want to delve a little bit deeper into that in terms of like colorism and all of that yeah stuff? i think so look i think from a um i think everyone any of the lgbtqia plus uh community who is listening can understand that there is uh discrimination mm-hmm. across the board in the community mm-hmm. i think that you know when back in the day when i was going out in heaven to a 2005 Yay, six, heaven. 2004 sorry raven at 16 in it <laughs> uh, 2004 i think like you know being a dark skinned boy wasn't attractive i think you can appreciate that we just come at the 90s the 90s was was a lot for a, a lot of for dark skinned people yeah, yeah. right so i still feel that you know on the scene i was too dark um for uh to date black men because black men wanted their little mixed race kind of boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think white men wanted the mixed race boy. Mixed race was the flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. going to lie of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely felt very unattractive mm-hmm. in the community. Um, people used to throw around like, man, he's blicking it. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, when you hear that from in primary school, not in primary school, but I don't think blick was a word in primary school, actually. It was definitely a word in, in, in secondary school. school yeah. For sure. For sure. I was one of the dark skinned boys. So when you hear like Blick and actually like, you know, if there was a little bit of not beef, but tension between, mm. you know, two groups um, in the scene and mm. you used to hear like, he's blicking it. And when you see mm. all of everybody else bleaching their skin, that definitely made, played a massive part um, on my mental health, I would say, when I was like, because I deemed myself very unattractive. Mm. I hated this, the, the, how, my complexion, mm. um, you know, and it, it was hard because actually when you're trying to integrate into the scene and get to know guys and boys, da, 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 that's always going to be in the back of your mind playing. You always thought to yourself, yeah. actually, you know, I'm too dark for them to even, can they even see me in the club to even come up to me? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think from that perspective, I think complexion had an issue. I think when I got with some guys, I think there has been moments or there has been times yeah, in the past where when I did get with a guy, I'm like, okay, well, he's winning. Yeah. But then I felt that, I was a fetish, like mm-hmm. it was a tick box. Oh my God, I've got my, I've bagged myself a black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, remember, um, <laughs> this is going to go deep. Oh dear. I remember, no, I remember once um, I was, uh, got with this guy, mm-hmm. everything was cool, you know, dating for a while, went back to the house, you know, doing things, blah, blah, blah. And the, the, as we, as we were doing this thing, uh, as we're doing a little ting, the word the, the word nigger came out. I was like, what? Uh-huh. You lie. Literally. You lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word nigger came out as we're doing the business. Latoya, I picked up myself and got myself out of there. Right. That's how you know it was a fetish, yeah. right? Because you're in the moment. And I think because he was in the moment, I think I don't really know what type of porn he was watching. <laughs> if he was trying to like reenact the porn with me. But when it was like, when I heard the word, I was like, okay, cool. I need to kind of get up and go. It took me a while. I was like, did that just happen? Because in my head, I'm still trying to work out like what the fuck's going on? Like, But after after a while, I was like, you need to get up and go. Um, so again, that was quite, mm-hmm. uh, that was one interaction that really devalued how my how I my identity yeah. and how I felt that guys viewed me on the scene, if that made sense. Yeah, of course. Um I feel that 
Has there been colorism? Has there been? Yes, Mm -hmm. there has been colorism when I've been dating some um, previous relationships, black. You remember I told you his name, Ritty? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think there has been some comments that was thrown around, around like, you know, his nose is smaller and straighter and mm-hmm. but I think it was more but it was it was said in such a conversational kind of way mm-hmm. you don't even recognize you're like so why is that even a topic of conversation yeah, 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 yeah. so the fuck what if your nose is straighter the value of it is not being funny to the rest of everybody else you're still black that's it it doesn't really matter yeah um uh, I think yeah you know he yeah his nose was straighter and he had long kind of like hair and mm-hmm. you know it looked more palatable uh mm-hmm. you could argue but yeah I think it wasn't overt colorism but it's it's the comments and I think people don't understand Mm. when you make those comments unless you're trying to seek to understand my experience like okay cool you know what babe like you know what this is I know that you're a little bit darker like what's your experience but when you just throw around them comments like Mm -hmm. that it's just a bit like why are we having a conversation that's right so I feel that that has yeah that definitely played a part Mm -hmm. in how when I was younger and trying to navigate through the um the, the community mm-hmm. um, I think there's a, I just said there's definitely discrimination and racism in the LGBT community as well because on the dating profiles you're going if you go on Grindr Plenty of Fish anybody in the community can vouch for this you know you go on some profiles and the same say no blacks no Asians Mm-mm. no Chinese Mm-mm. no Chinese what do you mean so 100% like or or you would get only black and it's a white man <laughs> okay. and, and it's a white man right only blacks uh, okay, so that is yeah. It's it, it's, it's, a, it's a minefield to navigate through, um, and I think. But you know what? I don't. I don't. I didn't mind actually going through all of that mm-hmm. when I was younger because actually I think it's given me the insights and the foresight mm-hmm. um, to you know how I need to operate and what I needed to do for myself. Yeah. To, to 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 celebrate my blackness mm-hmm. um which i think is which i think is great um so yeah i don't know if that answered the no question. it does and it brings us nicely on to uh online yeah, dating okay, i'm cool. glad you mentioned it yeah. um because i think as a black person on online dating you definitely question the intentions behind the interest that first message that ping when it comes on your phone especially if the yeah. person is not black um so I, I did a bit of research about hinge so there was a lot of controversy recently because they included a race filter something they still stand by um, something I think that's a lot of other dating profiles. Well, I remember OKCupid, that's for my old school people, definitely had, you could pick what you wanted to search for. You could filter down the ethnicity. Okay. Um, but some people saw that as racist, actually. And I think, actually, I understand what you're saying because it's like, well, why are you picking? Uh, love is love. It doesn't matter. But actually, when you're black or if you're ethnic minority, full stop, that's not always the case. Because I think, you know, you're, you're looking for people with similar experiences, si- similar upbringings, cultural understanding, and you're just hoping that the person you meet actually really wants to be with you authentically rather than a mm. fetish. Um, though I do understand the flip side, that you get some people specifically who'll be like, like a black man only looking for white women, black women only looking for white men, white men only looking for Chinese women and they, everything else they're not interested in. So you get the fetishes, mm. fetishes, fetishes can still... Don't even look at me, boy, because you know I can't fucking <laughs> pronounce words. <laughs> the fe- fetishes can still be, uh, can thrive with those filters. Don't get yeah. me wrong. 
But um, a little bit of research from um, a Facebook dating app, Are You Interested, found that black women responded most highly to black men, while men of mm. all races responded the least frequently to black women. Yep. So my own online dating experience, because I've got a plethora, um, when I did online dating, I've done it at various points in my life. For me, I see online dating as shopping for shoes. Baby girl, you might not meet someone in the club. You might not meet someone in the supermarket. So meanwhile, while you're doing your little work from home, just have it on the background. Tick, tick, fling, fling. That's how I see it. I, I don't take mm. it seriously. If you find love on it, you find love. But I definitely found on there when I first joined, I tried to filter down and was like picking black, black, et cetera. I messaged. I, I wish I still had my, no, I wish I had my, still had my profile, but I wish I had the proof that I messaged yeah. A lot. I I don't care. I'll message. I'm not shy. I just got a message. I'm not going to wait. Um, but I would not get responses from black men. Mm. I would not get responses from black men at all. I only got response. I think I only spoke. To, I don't actually know. Let's tell a lie. I spoke to a couple of guys. That was from Match.com. <laughs> I had a couple of black guys on the on the rotation on Match.com that I went on dates with. But um, on Q- OK Cupid specifically, um, no. I think I had one guy and that was it. And he was younger than me and I had to be like, baby girl, it's not going to happen. He was very sweet, <laughs> but it wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. But I had messaging me, however, I had um, Indian men, which I would never think yeah. would message. Yeah. I'm being very honest. Of so course, just, yeah. I just didn't think they're interested in me. And I had a lot of white men messaging me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, I was like, okay, listen, I want to settle down. I want to meet someone. So we're, we're going to open up our equal ops applications. Fine. Okay. <laughs> but some of these uh, white gentlemen, some were very respectful and really nice. And some were just straight to the point. I think as soon as they opened with, do you date white guys? That was a straight no. One was even telling me like, he was a chef. I hope he's doing well. He was a chef and he was like, uh, are you on interracialdating.com? I was like, I've never even heard of this damn website. It's interracialdating.com. He's teaching you, boy. I, I've never heard of it. So yeah. it was like, okay, you're on interracialdating.com. So you're specifically search seeking out a black woman. That makes me feel uncomfortable because mm. there are also attractive white women. There's attractive Chinese women. Love is love, in my opinion, right? So mm. why are you seeking me out? So that used to throw me quite a lot. Um, and lots of fetishes, like, I mean, people, p- listen, if you want to make money, forget OnlyFans, you just need to go on OkCupid. There are people that will pay you to step on their balls. And 100%. I had a lot of requests for that, but, you know, I'm a woman of self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> My moral compass is high most of the time. Um, at that point in time, it was not an income earner I needed at that point. But, you know, if you need to get your coin, do it. But yeah, there were people that like, they'll pay you to do it. They specifically want black women to come and step on their balls. Um, so online dating. <laughs> I just love it. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. You know what? I think this is a little book spin-off, isn't it? The Diary of a Cool Girl. Yeah. Latoya. The Diary of a Black Cool Girl. Oh, hey, merch coming soon. Merch coming soon. <laughs> I, I don't have it in me to step on balls. But, you know, if the coin was right, maybe at that point I would have done it. But I was I was earning. I was okay. Um but it was interesting. Now, off the spin off of that is that I met my husband on an online dating app. And that was, um, he messaged normally. He did not ask me whether he likes black, if I like white guys. That was like, mm. okay, great. We've started off well. Um, he was just normal, as in, I don't know. There's, for me, like, okay, like, 
the, the class and race into play. And obviously he was, he is from a working class background as well, which I found that's good because I've got like something, there's a connection there. I find it's a bit more difficult if someone's from um, a white middle-class background and that's not to judge white middle-class people. It's just different. It's just very different if you're black working class compared to white middle-class experience. I'd have more commonality with a black middle-class person, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's just very different. Race is viewed differently. Racial problems are viewed differently. So I'm not, this is not to disrespect anyone, but it's just for me, it's just really difficult. So, it was great that he was from a uh, working class background and he just seemed normal. He knew who Skepta was. I was like, yes, you know who Skepta is. Amazing. I don't have to explain. Okay. Educate. Educate. Yeah, yeah. You know who Skepta yeah. is. So I was open to it because I was, I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm just gonna see what happens. Like, and at this point, as I said, interracial dating was not a fad. So I was like, oh, okay. I'll just see what happens. Mm. and we went on dates and I was like oh this is really nice and like it's not I don't this I this is nice he's normal like it's it's like me go like when I went to college and I had like my white male friends in college and when I was at uni and I had white male friends there at work when you have white you know you just have the banter mm. it's was normal it, I didn't feel like it was a racial experience mm. however society's racial views definitely have played parts or impacted parts of our relationship for sure. Um, mm. That's something we could talk about a bit later on. But I think in terms of online dating, it's a minefield. Um, I don't know if mm. you've tried online dating and what experience it has. Okay, go for it. Yeah. I, 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 my online experience. You know what? To be fair, look, I'll be honest with you. I feel that I got more um, attention mm. from white men in comparison to black men. On online dating. Mm, on online dating mm. yeah um i think yeah like a, a um east asian south asian slid into the dms a lot of south asians slide into dms when i go to qatar <laughs> and middle eastern that, that, that was very true <laughs> back in the day um but yeah i had more attention from white men in comparison to uh to 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 to, to black men um i started i was talking to a few mixed race guys i was talking to maybe one or two black men but it never got to the date stage mm. never got to the date stage um and it kind of like just fizzled out and i was like mad's like i was like okay cool i was like is it because i haven't sent any nudes i don't really like to send nudes mm. um is it because like, I don't really, when you go to my profile, um, listen, I don't have no, like, six-pack. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? I got a little curry goat and rice, like, pouch. Like, that's, that's who I am in it. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm semi-fluffy. That's why. <laughs> she tell a lie. I'm semi-fluffy now. Back in the day, actually, my body was kind of snatched still, in it. I was, I was dancing, in it. I was dancing. So you remember in Top, Top, Top Man days, I'm just, I was like, yes, my body was fire. Yes, 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 yes. Fire. Yes. Fire. I was snatched still. Uh, but I didn't really post, like, I didn't put, like, my body out on 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 like on profiles like that so yeah I felt that I got a lot of attention from white guys um and yeah that transcended into us going on dates and you know and dating um which was a little bit did I feel a particular type of way not really you know mm. I don't know maybe yeah I didn't feel a particular type of way but I I, I did uh, I did wonder I was like oh it would be quite nice just to kind of like go on a real nice date with or get with uh, a Nubian king mm-hmm. to maybe kind of like change my unconscious perception of what it being in a black relationship is like, mm-hmm. you know, um, that would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my online dating experience, yeah, it was 
hearing that. Hear, I just, yeah. Just, I don't, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was hearing yeah. that. I agree with you. It's like shopping for shoes. Do you Absolutely. Know what I mean? Especially when you're when you used to go out on the one used to go out on a Saturday night, hungover Sunday. <laughs> I just used to slap on Jurassic Park in the background, go through all the kind of like um the films and just swipe That's right, it. left, right, left. It was on in the background. I know. You know right. I might match a couple people, send a few messages. They respond three days later, just um, like you know what is is what it is. To be fair, I'm saying that you know, like I'm really great at responding. I'm really not. So, <laughs> uh, I can't really talk. But yeah, it's like for me, it was just yeah, it's a thing. It's you know what I mean? Isn't it? I mean, that's a shout out to mm. the black guys I did go on dates with. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry to add, yeah. to be fair, did I go on any date? You know what? I went on a few dates, actually, while I was date, yeah, when I was on online, online date and I got more attention from uh, yeah, the white men mm. in comparison to the black guys. However, there was a turning point, going back to my point around being on the scene mm. and I was too bleak, like, and I didn't really get much attention from anybody. Yeah. There was a turning point. Well, if I started going to heaven 2014, I would say maybe 2009. Yeah. 2009, 2010, there was a turning point on the scene where, yeah, I was a little bit of a spice. That was the flavor of the month. Oh. There was a lot of guys that were interested and dark skinned guys. Mm. Um, I remember dating a. a, a, a I'm, it was a yardie. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was dating a yardie, innit? I was dating a yardie. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to name names. Uh, <laughs> the yardie, uh, he was lovely. He was really Aww. nice. Um, but yeah, he was interested. And uh, there was another yardie that was interested as well. Love it. Um, my God, what well, I was, a, I was a flavor of the month for a spice for them yardie man. You know, <laughs> then everyone shout. Everyone who's listened to this podcast, right, or this episode, uh, that remembers work. Wednesday night in heaven <laughs> and the old bootylicious that was in Vauxhall. Oh my God. And the club Carabana. Oh my God. In Vauxhall. Mm, when everyone was skinning out, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thirsty. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I had, I got quite a, ten, a lot of attention from, uh, from black, which actually, actually to be looking back on it now, that actually did fill me with a little bit of confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Just because I was just like, oh, nice. Like, you know what I mean? I can date white, mixed race, black. Yeah. I think that filled me, that, that, that potentially felt me with a little bit of confidence. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, it could be argued that, you know what, the, the attention from a man definitely validated how my feeling, which is not great, but mm. yeah, I think it's all part of growth though, isn't it? For sure. I totally agree. Oh, growth. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it went off on a tangent. That's there. all right. Um, so interracial <laughs> relationships. Mm-hmm. We've already tapped on it, touched, touched on it a little bit mm. um, in terms of like our experience, uh, experiences from society and our culture. I, as I'm currently in an interracial relationship, I'm not going to go too mm-hmm. deep because no one really knows, needs to know my business. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a long-term relationship. Been together for a long time um, mm. before um, it was fashionable to have a white partner as a black woman. Um, no shade. We've been doing it alongside people who've been doing it for time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I have dated, like, uh, you know, I was in a long-term relationship with a mixed-race person as well. So, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've had the flavour du jour of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just not the blacks. I don't know what's going on here. But anyway, <laughs> so in terms of international relationship, um, I think society, it's very interesting for me because, as I said, I grew up in a black household. I grew up seeing black experiences. I grew up wanting or thinking that it was just, it it would be better to just have black love because that's what I've always seen or what I 
thought was right or whatever. There's no, it's not wrong, yeah. but it's what I thought was right. And then obviously it's just nice to meet someone that actually, they actually, your race is not an issue. Not not, not mm-hmm. race is not an issue, but your race is not an issue. And the complexion of your skin is not an issue. And it doesn't really matter if you're wearing weave or not. And I think it was interesting. And again, this is my experiences, but I didn't, from black women, I never really got anything from them. Maybe they'd just be a bit curious. Like, oh, she's with a white guy. Oh, he likes black women. Oh, you kind of see the fate, their braid, the cogs going. From some white women, not all, I would get like, oh, he's with a black woman. Oh, he's with a black woman. I'd get that that look. Mm. Um, white men don't care. <laughs> They're literally they're not interested they're more interested now because we have a child and i think sometimes they'll have a look or whatever but i think sometimes to men pussy is pussy and i don't really particularly think (laughs) i don't think a lot of the time some men will fuck anything so it doesn't really matter if you're black or you're white or whatever they'll just fuck anything i don't think they particularly care so i haven't had much from white men in terms of what I think are looks or anything more like I've had looks from white men like oh she likes white men oh we've had a few holidays I've had a you know you're uh, clearly on your honeymoon mate with your uh missus what are you doing like you know it's kind of like oh black yeah. Nubian queen on the beach in her bikini and it's kind of like that I'm not to my own mm. horn but I am um and then but what has been sad for me is a lot of the responses from black men Mm-hmm. It's been really upsetting to me at times. And that's me being very honest because it's like, it's not fair. Like I, I'm not property. I'm a person. And I feel like, mm. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, we were walking to supermarket, gone on a, uh, one of our long walks. And I walked past a black man who was talking to a light-skinned black woman who clearly had a mixed race child or maybe just fair, like just mixy. I yeah. wouldn't say maybe she's half white, half black, but mixy. And we're walking and I could see this mm. guy staring from when we turned the corner, just staring really like beady eyes. And the woman's probably not even paying attention. She's not listening. But I heard him as we walked past, he said, that's what I can't stand. I can't stand white men that think they got power over black men because they have a, of a, because they have a black woman, black woman. My husband didn't hear, but I heard it. And I was like, so incensed. I just wanted to turn around and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, mm. are you nuts? Like, what, what, what are you, what's going on in your mind? Then as we're walking further up the road, I can see, which is very common in the area that I live in, by the way, mm. a black man with a white woman. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I just wish I could double back and just be standing next to that man and see if he would make a comment about the black man with the white woman. And whether he'd say, oh, I can't stand white women because they think they have control over us. Because I Mm -hmm. think with some, not all, but some black men who choose to date interracially, there's some sort of mindset where they think they've leveled up or that it's not an issue Mm -hmm. because, you know, I guess the colonizers can't colonize if you, if you, if you're taking their women or whatever, I don't know, but it's that kind of mindset, which I just found really shocking. And a few times, even now with a child where we've been out and we've had um, black men give dirty looks, Mm. never had it from black women, 
Never. Mm. Never had it. Never had it. Well, not with a child. I've never had it from white women when I've had a child. Never had it. Because babies are babies. People just want to smile, mm. whatever. But it's even to the point where we've walked on the pavement and um, a black, we're walking and we're pushing the buggy and a black man, you can see we'll come in the buggy and part my husband's pushing the buggy and he won't move. You know, like someone would move out the way and be like, oh, like you can see yeah. the buggy's coming. It's like you want to do a standoff with a man mm. and a buggy with a baby mm. in it. Mm. So that has really upset me in terms of how black men have responded. Because to me, I feel like, well, I'm still your sister, you know, society, society mm. where I'm still your sister. But it then makes me do mm. this culture shift of like, what well, are black women seen as property as opposed to people? So if you don't want us yeah. because you, and I, as I said, and I, I have tried to date black men. Mm. I have tried, I've tried, I've put in the suffering, I've put in the work to try and meet somebody. Now I was not desirable enough because I'm dark skinned to the guys, mm. the black British men that I'm interested in. I'm too dark. I'm sure there is some out there if I, I travel further afield, but within my local vicinity, that's what I'm trying to find. And I can't find anything, but you're begrudging me. The fact that I've found love with somebody else who is not the same race. Doesn't mean that interracial relationships are any easier, not walking the park for sure, but you're, begrudging me that simply because you can't stand the fact that a white man is, has got a black woman because it's your black sisters black mm. women we've done enough suffering for for the black community it's enough we're not here Agreed. to be beaten down and we're not here to yeah. have our self-esteem we can't wear weave we can't have natural hair we can't have relaxers can't be too dark can't yeah. be too light if your hair is natural it has to be a certain kind of curl your nose has to be a certain shape it must be it's it's don't wear contacts. Black girls can't wear blonde hair. I'm tired, mate. You gotta have hips. You gotta have a Kim Kardashian body. You're telling me to black women are going and putting fucking fat from their arms into their bottoms to have a body like Kim Kardashian, which is a black body shape in the first um, instance exactly. to attract black it's, men. It's a black body shape, but it's like you're in a body shape. Right. <laughs> to keep black men interested. Do you like it? The logic uh, it defies all thinking oh 100 and that's me just going off on a little rant <laughs> and take a breath take a breath but that is my experience <laughs> and it, it does not denounce mm. the fact that i i have friends who are in positive black relationships and celebrate mm. black love which i celebrate also so i am mm. i am all here for black love and i totally celebrate every single day but it just didn't work out for me and i'm not going to be sitting on the shelf waiting at my big mm. age for the perfect black man and I can't find it. And I have, I must wait there just so I can say I'm doing black love. No, 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 no. Life is too short, baby, because you could be waiting. You meet the perfect black man of your dreams and it still doesn't work out. You can meet the perfect white man of your dreams and it doesn't work out. Do you know why? Because relationships can get fucked up despite whatever race people are in. hundred percent. Race just adds an extra factor. Yeah, no, for sure. It's interesting. I, you know what? I think your your experience is really interesting mm. just because, you know, like back in the day yeah. when, um, you know, black men date white women mm -hmm. and black women, it was the stigma or the, the, the narrative that black women had the problem with the white woman because the white woman seeks right? the black man. How mad is that, that all of a sudden that that's kind of shifted onto the black man? Because that was never, I would, I, and again, challenge me if you're, yeah, sure. if I'm wrong, but I think 10 years ago, I wouldn't even think that that was even a thing. Um, but then I do feel that, you know what, over as you, as you explored and as you said, I think, you know, there has been 
black women black women with white men for for ages mm-hmm. but it hasn't necessarily i don't know it, i don't know if it's been heightened now i don't really the height is not the right word mm-hmm. but it, it, i think we're just more aware of it now yeah. and it's interesting that that's kind of like that wasn't going back to my original point as of you know black women have the issue with black men dating white women now black men have the issue with black women dating, right? dating white men how mad is that? How mad Crazy. is that? Because I would definitely say that's definitely a shift, isn't it? For like sure. in terms of mindset, in terms of narrative. And you are right in terms of, you know, irrespective, it doesn't really matter whether or not you're with a white person, an Asian person, a mm-hmm. South Asian, an East Asian, Middle East. It doesn't really, love is love, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, no, that's really, really interesting. Um, Madness. And that's your experience. I don't think that I've actually, I haven't experienced that. Mm. I, but I think that's very different though, just because uh, I'm in a homosexual relationship. Right. And if I'm honest, I'm a man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm always, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the black female experience, mm-hmm. of course, is going to be different to a male sure. and a gay male's experience. Of course. Um, so I haven't necessarily experienced that when I've been walking when I've been in interracial relationships. Mm. I think there's been looks, mm. but I think people just just watch anyway. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's how people operate. And that's cool. You can have a look. You can have your view. You can think what you want to think. But, like, your thoughts really ain't paying my bills. Mm-hmm. So I don't really pay no mind. I think that... Um, is there any look? Has there been any issues? No. No. I don't think I've... I don't, yeah, no, I don't... For me, there hasn't necessarily been any issues i think there's been comments from like um if i've been with white yeah if i've been yeah to be fair there might be comments and so you love a white man in it <laughs> that's 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 it's been good but it's been said in like banter like from some friends mm. like oh you know what you you love a white man I was like, what do you mean <laughs> love a white man in it i'm like mm, not really not really like do you know what i mean i love women the only thing is, is i've had more experience so i've yeah. dated more uh, white men um but yeah no I haven't had mm. that experience where people are looking uh at me and my white boyfriend or me and my mixed race boyfriend or me and my black boyfriend I haven't necessarily had that experience it's even mad that you're saying mixed race because even when I had a mixed race boyfriend mm. I think I still want to black men <laughs> like, it was just it was madness like this is a person really? with a whole yeah this this is years ago though so it was a bit more I don't know, probably a bit more of an anomaly, like your black woman mm. with mixed race. Whereas now, I think it's a little bit more, it's more common. Um, but it was like, this is a black, this is a person with a whole black parent. Like, what what do you want? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, his experience, he still has the black experience. He's still living it, even if he has a white parent. Like, you still see half of that experience because he has a whole black parent. Mm. And you still, mm. as a black man, you still want, I'm not, and once again, I'm, I want to be, clear to say it's not all black men some black men don't give a damn they don't care they're just living their life and they're not bothered but it's just a certain group of black men you know and i'm going to be real some of them ones that want to be doing hotep here up and down black love nubian um egyptian or everyone or everyone was black kings and queens let me break something down to you you need to read about the history of slavery because not every black person in africa was a king or queen was a king or queen some of them were slaves there were black slaves. 110%. So I, I'm going to need for you to leave YouTube yeah. and pick up a damn book because it's actually <laughs> fucking irritating. Like, it's yeah. been, like you got you even just have to look at the history of Egypt as a country to think that they've had black kings, they've had, I think they've had European, like Greek monarchy. Of course. They've had everything. Like, 
And that is a country you just think you all you have to do is look at the history of their art. It tells you the history of that. And you want to be sitting there going, everyone, every black king in Africa was black. Every person in Africa was a queen. Everyone had riches. Some people were slaves. There were tribes that had slaves from other tribes. Yeah. Do your fucking reading. So sorry, I've gone off a tangent again. I just feel like culture is important, society is important but please let's be careful and not putting our own prejudices onto other couples you have no idea why they're together in the first place um mm -hmm. and uh, you know you said about it being more heightened it being more visible i just want to talk mm -hmm. about impact of youtube and social media yeah because i think yeah this whole youtube thing couples mm -hmm. nonsense so that's what i'm going to call it yeah it's nonsense because people know that people live vicariously through people online. And so they're putting mm -hmm. the whole relationship business out there because they know it's mm -hmm. an interracial situation. And, and the normally the women, so black women, Asian women, et cetera, are going to be more interested. It's interesting to them. And it's probably, it's probably the reverse as well, when it's like black man, white woman, maybe more white women are interested because they maybe want to date a black man too. Mm -hmm. But I just find it annoying because now you've got all these catchphrases like playing in the snow, down for the swell. Blazing love, blazing persuasion. What was this? Just so you can make money? Yeah. Yeah. You're putting your kids out there because you're mixed and you think that's going to be... Because they're mixed. Don't get me started on that one. And I, you know what? And I know for there, there is, you know, some people <laughs> that do the, you know, maybe some listeners and maybe some, uh, some friends <laughs> that, that would do the, you know, um, mixed love. Or, oh no! Like Asian kids, and and you know what? It's your it's your profile, it's your Instagram, so you can do whatever. It's your pitney, so you can do whatever. But no, I I, I get that. I know I get that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it could be argued if I was to have a you know if I was to have a son who's fully black, I might be like my little dark, my little yeah, like, my little black king king or whatever. Yeah, yeah, my little black king. Yeah, it's like, look at you, you're just so cute. Yeah. Um, but you know, to, to be fair, and I know we'll get onto this in later episodes yeah. as well. But I do think it's important for positive affirmation for dark skin girls and boys because their experience is very different yes will always be very different in society so for me i think i could tell myself my little black king my little coffee bean it's <laughs> a dark and bitch love it but no i i do agree i think when i have kids and if i am blessed to have children 100 percent, the positive affirmation needs to be um needs to be there yeah, because yeah. as i said their experience is very different but i agree with you in terms of like the whole social media um youtube instagram kind of thing like interracial relationships it, it, it is actually it's quite scary, Very scary just because as we know and i think we've explored in other episodes as well like you know what like people as you said people live vicariously through other people's social mm -hmm. media etc um but i think what's even more scary is the rise of youtube like if people are interested in interracial relationships or how to date a black man they'll probably go on youtube and research how to date a black yeah. man why are you letting YouTube educate you how to date a black man? What are you talking about? Why are you letting YouTube educate you how to date an Asian woman? Like it, it, it is. Could I? Do, I don't. I don't think I could ever do that. No. If I was in a relationship with someone who I've never with a with a different culture that I've never dated before, I wouldn't research like how to date an Asian man. Right. 
Like, what do you mean? Like, you're letting the internet and other people teach you how you need to be in the bed. And that's dangerous. Absolutely. Because actually that is not, your your relationship is so unauthentic. Mm-hmm. It's fucked from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It's fucked from the get-go. Yeah. That's just my view. I mean, you could beg to differ. No, I agree. Because I think at the yeah, end of the day, no, these dangerous. videos where you have like, you know, the white guy wearing the cultural attire and people are like, oh my God, you're embracing the culture. That's a fucking expectation. Yeah, if your penis <laughs> entering my vagina, you better slap you're on best that head, take off, bitch. It's not a fucking discussion. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. At the end of the day, you, you must be, yeah, you better know how to cook up that food. Right, you must sample the jollof. You're going to eat it. I don't yeah. be hearing nothing about uh, this. People are getting their pussies wet on YouTube, writing these comments like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I wish I could meet a man that would be interested. Listen, it doesn't matter where the man is from because the thing is you could be two black people. You could be, yeah. I said, I'll use an example, Ghanaian, Jamaican, come together in a relationship. I absolutely expect to sample curry goat. Yeah. I absolutely expect him to sample jollof. <laughs> End of discussion. 100%. 100%. 100%. D, if you're listening, you need to get, you need to get <laughs> listening, yeah? You need to get listening. Because that's what we need to sample some of your jollof. Right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> being like yeah. glorified on social media when actually I'd expect it anyway you could be from like for example like in Ghana Nigeria people could be from different tribes I fully expect that if I marry somebody from another tribe that I should be engaging in what their community does so yeah. that the children have a balanced upbringing what's this bullshit about like people doing like the basic and it's just being celebrated online like you know for example if someone's got um you know i just use blazing as an example and they're teaching the children like mandarin well i mean if one parent is chinese i fully expect them to learn mandarin yeah. that shouldn't <laughs> be like oh my god like that's so, so amazing think, that's just that's a yeah thing. can people start raising their expectations a little bit higher please <laughs> i just i find it really irritating and i just think that's why i just don't want someone to be like looking at my child and going oh my god like i really want a mixed race baby too like she's she's more than a mixed race child she is half english no that's questionable um half english <laughs> her eyes man like I know, this is true. Uh, and them eyelashes. Them eyelashes. My Chanel. My, my Chanel, baby okay. Chanel. We have to ask the question. Like, mm, maybe we have to do a few DNA tests. We've seen some throwback pictures. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, oh, it's white. But I'm like, we need to, you have to see the throwback pictures. I've seen them. And I'm like, mm, we need to do a little ancestry DNA yeah. right now. Um, but she's also half Ghanaian. And she has a black mum. She has black grandma. She has black aunties. So it's, I don't want her to ever go to school. And for people to be like, oh my God, your mum is black. Like, and if it, cause she, she's a baby right now. They don't know. Babies don't understand anything. Everyone's the same. Mm. But at some point, the conversation is going to come up. And then I don't want it to be a thing where I want her to also uplift other black female friends she has, other white female friends she has, Chinese friends. 100%. So that all, her, all of them in a friendship group, group can feel secure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the alarm. Um, That's feel, the alarm. Can feel secure <laughs> um, in their dating experiences. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's all I had to say. Right, <laughs> so, we've come to the end of that episode. Woo! I, that we got we in. Got to in. It. Oh, wow. wow! Yeah. So um, that's, a, that's an hour. That's a, that's an hour and. 
12 minutes here. Have your cup of tea um, ready, guys. <laughs> I know, have a cup of tea ready. Guys, um, guys, so wigs, Snapchats, we really hope uh, that you enjoyed uh, this episode of Blood Water and everything in between. And um, thank you so much for listening. As Latoya said, it's a long episode. So we hope that you enjoyed your cup of tea or your pause and got some biscuits or whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> but we will see you around very, very soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.